Seven Lamb Productions presents Atlas Avenue B Case 2 The Red Letter Part 6 Hakuna Matata Stephen intern had just walked off and left me with an intriguing piece of information. So Mrs. Good wasn't as popular as I initially thought. Makes sense. I've never seen her in a film, but I thought maybe they were straight to video releases. Whatever films she was making, they weren't popular because of her. Her scene would wind up on the cutting room floor. So said Stephen intern. Could this Stephen be trusted? He did leave me when he desired to masturbate in the corner, which was a weird thing to do. I turned my head slightly to see him masturbating right behind me. I didn't even realize the corner was so close. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. Come on, me. Give it to me. I wanted to ask him more questions, but I figured it'd be way too awkward. Instead, I would approach B.C. Baxter, the director. Cut! Baxter just called Cut. Now was my time to find out what he really thought of Miss Julianne Good. I got up and walked over to him. He was heading outside. I slipped up right behind him. He was headed to his trailer, a luxuriously large one. Baxter. Mr. Baxter. B.C. Baxter. He didn't stop walking. He had to hear me calling. Was he ignoring me? Baxter! He walked into his trailer and shut the door behind him. Hey! B.C. Baxter! Suddenly the door burst open and a buff man in a business suit stepped out. Who are you? Whoa. Who are you? I ask first, and I demand an answer. My name is James Locke. I'm a P.I., and I want to... Wait, wait, wait. You're the actor guy from, like, 20 minutes ago, right? Yes, but I'm an actual P.I. What do you want with B.C. Baxter? I need to ask him a few questions. Sorry, not gonna happen. What? Why? He can't hear you. What do you mean he can't hear me? I talked to him earlier today. When you were acting. But you did so bad that he fired you. Okay. When B.C. Baxter fires someone, they cease to exist. It's like they're nothing to him. It's impossible for him to even notice people he fires, whether it's by sight, sound, or even smell. You put your armpit right under his nose, he won't even bat an eyelid, won't even realize that there is someone right there in front of him. What the hell are you talking about? BC Baxter gave you a shot, and you blew it, you dumbass. So because he fired me, he won't talk to me? Oh, Jesus, no, you're not understanding. No wonder he fired you. You're a very, very stupid man. It's not that he won't talk to you, it's that he can't. You do not exist in his eyes. You were so bad at being what he wanted you to be. It's like God took you off this planet and replaced you with absolutely nothing. Get it? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Truth be told. What? It means I just told you the truth. And who are you? My name is Donnie Lombardo. I'm BC Baxter's agent, manager, bodyguard, personal trainer, cook, and best friend finder. I'm a practicing practitioner of sorts. What does that mean? In a nutshell, I'm better than you. Like most of the people on the set. I need to ask him something important. Wait, you said like most people on this set? Who would you say is worse than me? Hmm, Josh Albert. Who's that? He's a critic. The harshest film critic around. He's constantly on set hounding BC. 
Anyone else? You are better than Stephen Intern. Well, yeah. Oh, and one other person. Uh, the woman we wasted so much of our time with today, Julianne Good. Is that so? Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to go masturbate in the corner because I want to. Is that a common thing on movie sets? Only the best ones. Bye, bitch. So, somehow I was better than Julianne. Even though Baxter treated her like a goddess, I decided it was time to head back to the set and search for her. couldn't find Julianne anywhere. I went out to the studio a lot and found Sheldrake waiting by the car. It's about time. What is? You arriving. Why? Miss Good was looking for you. Well, I'm looking for her. Don't you think you may be in a tad over your head? That's impossible. My head is at the top of my body. And I thought you weren't going to play into my little mind game. You just did. And now you owe me eight more questions. That was a fluke. Just admit it. You may hate me, but I'm better at this than you are. I don't even know what this is, but I do want those 52 cards laid out on a table sometime soon. I'm going to be pretty busy with this case, so no promises. Ha! Busy. You aren't going to be able to solve this case. You don't think so? I've seen you work. You bumble your way through each case. You can't solve anything. Quick, here's a Sudoku. Solve it. Right now. Sheldrake handed me a folded newspaper. I quickly scanned it and wrote down some numbers and handed it back to him. All you did was write one in every box. That's right, because I'm number one. Told you, you couldn't solve anything. And what about you? Here! I flipped the newspaper page to display an empty crossword on the back. Quick, solve it. Done. Here. I looked at the filled-in crossword. All the answers read, sucks balls. Really? Yes, really. I can't help that every clue read. What does Locke do on a regular basis? Sheldrake, the fact that you hate me so much makes me want to stay. And stay I shall. For as long as it takes, I will solve this. And when I do, I'm going to take all my documents and shove them in your stupid, fat Orson Welles-type face. Ha! I'll be waiting for that day. I noticed someone taking a picture of Sheldrake and I. A mysterious person hid in some bushes at the end of the lot. What the hell? Don't mind them. Who is that? Photographer for TPC. TPC? Taking pictures of celebrities. The famous magazine? Yes. Why are they snapping photos of us? They know me. Know I work for Miss Good. So he's taking pictures of you? No. Miss Good is walking up. I turned around to see Julianne approaching. There you are, darling. I was getting worried. Sheldrake and I were looking all over for you. Sheldrake was waiting by the car. I looked for you for a little while. Really? Where? In the car. And under it. I also looked that way and that way. And shockingly, he was the one that found you. I found him. Shut up. I found you. I'm good, you're stupid. You know what, Sheldrake? Now, fellas, let's not fight. Please, let's be kind to one another. Now... 
I want you two to rub hands. Don't you mean shake hands? You could do that too. Reluctantly, we shook hands. Good. That is what I like to see. Two men touching. What? Come, come into the car. The shoot is wrapped. We arrived back at the mansion around 5.15. Sheldrake made dinner and we talked about the shoot. Julian was so happy with herself for the performance she gave today. I pitied her. After dinner we had coffee and cake. Not in that order. Once we finish here, Sheldrake will show you to your room. You will be staying in the guest house. What? No. Sheldrake, I want you to take him to the upstairs bedroom. He will be staying here with us. I don't want to be trouble. What about sorry? Or Monopoly? <laughs> or Trivial Pursuit? <laughs> what? Oh, I see what you're doing, but I've already done the weird literal joke thing before. Trust me, it won't be any trouble. Your room will be across the hall from Sheldrake's. He will leave some of his clothes in your room. You know, until we can make a trip to buy some for you. I, I don't want to wear his clothes. They would be a perfect match. You are wanted by the police. It's not like we can just stroll to your house and pick up your stuff. Julianne was right. I couldn't be seen by the police. No doubt they were watching my apartment. I really don't want to wear Sheldrake's clothes. He has casual wear. I've seen his casual wear. He dresses like a drunk David Bowie. I don't always dress that way. Turn and face the strange. I can make ch ch changes. Fellas, I'll admit, Sheldrake does make some odd choices sometimes. Like... The shoulder pads he's wearing right now. Yeah, I meant to ask. Why are you wearing shoulder pads? Why is that, Sheldrake? In case I trip or run into something big. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Does it? After coffee and cake, we finally discussed the entire case, or at least as much as I could get out of Julianne. Her fiancé, how the letter was received, who she suspected. I jotted down everything. We talked so long that I even had time to doodle a picture of a muscular me punching Sheldrake in the face. Could it be a hoax? It had to be. But then I thought, what if there's more? Like what? I... I don't know. Promise me, though. Promise me you'll stay until you solve my case. I'll do my best. I guess that's all I could ask for. Julianne stood and stretched. <sighs> well, it's getting late. It's already 8.30. Past my bedtime. I do need my beauty sleep. Sheldrake here will show you to your room when you're ready to retire. Well, I haven't saved up nearly enough money. I need to check into my plan. Plus, I think I'll move back to SoCal or maybe Costa Rica when... Oh, y you meant sleep. Yeah, I'll be ready shortly. I stayed up a little while longer looking over my notes. Eventually I found Sheldrake puttering around the hall. He showed me to my room. This is where Miss Good sleeps. Down here is where I reside. And these are your quarters. And here are your nickels and pennies. What? Did you take these out of my pocket? Maybe. Do something about it. Don't you dare take my money. I think I had more change than this. Are you trying to nickel and dime me? No. 
I told you they're nickels and pennies. Oh, okay. Never mind. We good? As long as I still have my dimes. Wouldn't touch them. Have a good night. You too. I walked over to the king-size bed. There were clothes laying on top. A suit, some t-shirts, pants, socks, shoulder pads. up to weird animal sounds. What the hell could it be? It sounded like a couple of dogs fighting. I climbed out of bed and walked over to my door. I leaned my ear against the hard wood. The growls were coming from inside. I put on a pair of pants and, just in case, I put on the shoulder pads. I crept out of my room and down the hall. The noises were coming from Julianne's room. What the hell could be going on in there? I tried to look through the keyhole, but couldn't see much. A bit of movement, that's all. Hmm. I snuck back into my room and over to the window. Outside, the city lights decorated the horizon like sprinkles on a cupcake. Yummy. I carefully climbed out onto a small ledge. I shimmied along the ledge past Sheldrick's room, which was completely dark. I carefully made my way to Julianne's room. The lights were on. I peeked in. What the hell? Julianne and Sheldrake were dressed as lions. They were humping like mad. At one point, Sheldrake got up and started shouting. At that moment, Julianne climbed up onto the edge of the bed and tried to pick up Sheldrake like he was a cub. Ow, this hurts. Quiet. You're not supposed to talk. You're a little baby lion now. Look down at the happy zebras and gazelles. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I leaned in for a closer look when... What? Whoa! I slipped and fell headfirst into a hedge of bushes. I pushed some branches out of my face and looked up. Someone was in a nearby tree. They hopped down and took off running. I sat up. It looked like Julianne and Sheldrake didn't hear or see anything. They were still wrestling around upstairs. A mysterious person hopped the backyard fence and disappeared around the corner. I got up and gave chase. Twigs and leaves clung in my hair. The figure ran down Sunrise Boulevard and down East Louder. I tried keeping up. Luckily for me, they ducked into a bar. I cleaned my hair, straightened my shirt, and walked inside. I saw the man hiding his face behind a newspaper, the camera hanging around his neck. I slid into the seat next to him. Hope that picture was worth it. It wasn't. Don't you worry. You're a girl? That's right. I'm all vag. Ugh. Really? Vag? Can I help you? The newspaper dropped to reveal a gorgeous blonde woman with sharp lipstick and sharper eyes. Her cheeks were rosy, but not too rosy. She licked her lips in a sultry way that made my dong go doing. What are you staring at? A beautiful young woman. Save it. I'd save it for you if I didn't already lose it, if you know what I'm talking about. Sweet. She bit her bottom lip as she sized me up. The way she did it made my monkey heart thump faster. I better go. No, wait. Let me order you a drink. I only have one drink I prefer. 
If you get it for me, I'll stay. Of course. What is it? She didn't say anything, and then I realized the game. She wanted me to guess her preferred drink. I rubbed my chin because it itched, not because I was thinking hard. Well, you're a strong woman. Nimble, quick, smart, intellectual. With a cool attitude. You're pretty, but you don't realize how pretty you are. You dress casual because you casually think about dresses. Hmm. You probably like something flavorful. With a tad tart. Lemon, perhaps? I could go with plenty of drinks at this point, but I think I'll keep it simple. A clear liquor. Some juice. Maybe some sugar. Not much. Just a little. The drink you enjoy. The only drink you ever order is... The lemon drop. I'll take a beer. Oh, that was my second guess. Huh. You got it wrong. But I'll stay. Just for one drink. Glad to hear that. I tap the bar. Charlie. The name's Greg. Whatever, give us a couple of beers. I took a gulp of my dark lager. So, Miss... Just call me Jane. Okay. And you are? Just call me Jim. Okay, Jim. What were you doing on that ledge? Checking to make sure the noises I heard didn't mean trouble. What about sorry? Nah, no more puns. I've already done that tonight. Oh, okay. What were you doing in that tree? Taking pictures of Miss Good and her little friend. You're from TPC. You were outside the studio today. I was. I don't get it. I heard Miss Good wasn't very popular anymore, yet she has paparazzi hanging outside her place snapping photos. Don't get too confused. Miss Good isn't popular anymore. TPC is running a story for next week titled, Actors Who Are Once Good But Are Now Shitty. I was just getting some shots to see where they were now. Really? That's the title? Sounds like a Kenneth Heights Gazette article. Same editors. Right. Now, what about you? Why were you being a peeping Tom? First off, my name again is Jim, not Tom. Get it right. And secondly, I wasn't peeping. I was making sure that she was okay. I didn't realize that she had crazy sexcapades. I'm living with Miss Good while I help her solve a case. A case? Is that so? It's so. What kind of case? I really shouldn't say. Wait, is this about that whole letter thing? You know about the letter from her dead fiancé? Oh, yeah. Read an article in Arrival magazine a few weeks ago. That's nothing. That kind of thing happens to actors all the time. Fans can be crazy. You think it was a disgruntled fan? They could have been gruntled. Regardless, I bet you it's nothing. Being around these Hollywood types, you see and hear all sorts of things. I bet you and I could figure out who sent the letter in a couple of days. Really? You think so? I've followed Miss Good around for nearly a decade. Her and everyone else who has been filming in Kenneth Heights. I know a lot about her. That makes one of us. What do you mean? She hasn't given me a lot of information to go on. Actor for 30 years, tried writing, moved from Cali. A fight with her sister, two husbands. Two? She said two? Yeah, why? She's had more than two. Damn it. I knew she wasn't giving me everything. Tomorrow morning I would head to the library and start researching her past. But first, let's see what this Jane girl knew. So she lied to me. Let's just say she didn't necessarily tell you the truth. Why would we say that? Wouldn't we just say she lied to me? Okay, we will. She lied to you. Tell me about these husbands. Once again, Jane bit her lip. It made me wild. My pants were getting tighter. Luckily, these borrowed pants were thick ones. Gotta hide the old bone. How about this? A proposition. 
I'll help you gather some information for this case of yours, if you help me out. Oh yeah? With what? Well, first, I need another picture of Miss Good. You ruined mine. All you can see is half her window, the back of your head, and the tops of your shoulder pads. By the way, why are you wearing shoulder pads? For protection. They actually helped when I fell off the ledge. Still weird. None of mine. Borrowing shoulder pads is even weirder. Let's move on. So that's it? A picture's all you want? No. The picture is fine for now. But I want a story. A story? What kind of story? A story about Miss Good. I don't know. Come on. Give me something juicy to write about. I'm tired of just taking pictures. Give me something I can show my editor. Something I can impress him with. Also, I want the shoulder pads. Really? Yes. Fine. I'll help you with a story as long as it isn't too obtrusive. I'll get you a picture in here. You can have the shoulder pads. But I want helpful information on Miss Good about the film industry. Anything that can help me solve this case. I want to know who sent that letter. Deal? Deal. Good. Now let's have one more drink. Charlie. Seriously, man, it's Greg. Whatever. Couple more beers. Actually, I'll take a lemon drop. I knew it! Atlas Avenue Beat. Written by Robert M. Lamb. Edited by Sam Ashley. Starring Jack Austin as Locke. Amy LeRae as Edith. Jose Caraballo as Paul. Brian Messick as Arthur. Gina Coyle as Julianne. Lucas Webley as Sheldrake and Dr. Doctor. And Stacey Patron as Jane. Co-starring Robert M. Lamb, Alexander Dottie, Gareth Thomas, Hope Annis, Dylan Whitehead, Shannon McCarthy, Ricky Lehner, Shannon Lee, Seth York, Amber Simpson, Chris Davis, Ashley Cartesano, and Curtis Edwards. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Also, check out www.7lamb.com for other podcasts such as this one. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 7 Podcasts and on Twitter and Instagram at 7 Podcasts. This has been a Seven Lamb production.